Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Check Your Six, the podcast dedicated to the Collegiate Rainbow Six League, as well as commentary on the U.S. Nationals, Pro League, and all the roster shenanigans that seems to happen within this game. Uh, welcome back, Syntax, my co-host and former TAMU player. So he's the skill and uh, color commentary on this, and I'm just the one who puts it all together and makes it possible to listen to. So welcome back. Hey, what's up, man? Not much. Got in a chance to watch some of the Pro League matches going on right now, and uh, I will leave that not to spoil people right now, but I will mention more of it at the end of the podcast, so or end of the stream, so be ready for your non-spoiler breaking ears if you're worried about that. Yeah, yeah. I'm... As far as the week goes, what I'm excited about is that we actually have the majority of the CR6 Premier League matches having been played this week, and there's only been three that haven't, so we can actually start looking at how these matches are breaking down, and even going back to last week's rounds and start seeing some more of that stack ranking and how these teams actually measure up to one another. Uh, I'm going to switch on over to the score screen. Fancy noises. <laughs> and what we can see here is University of Cincinnati showing up against Auburn and a hard-fought battle 2-1. to one. Longhorn Gaming gaining a lot of momentum they have seemingly been on a strong run since i believe they were a three and one team uh in the in phase one so but i believe they're two and oh this time around no they they actually oh. lost their first match so they, oh, they lost one their first match. never mind screw that momentum they don't have it <laughs> <laughs> i can say that yeah. about san jose though san jose is two and oh yeah, San Jose's 2-0 and uh, ASU Maroon uh, coming out of the woodwork. I don't remember much about Arizona State last year, but I know that San Jose has been keeping up a reputation and keeping up a lot of the competitive um, spirit. Well, that's good to hear. Um, I'm glad that some schools are keeping up with the competitive spirit these days. Uh, UCF, I believe that's California University of California Fullerton. UCF is uh, actually, I believe, is Central Florida. Oh, that's Central Florida. I was wondering yeah. where they were. Okay, that makes a lot more sense. And so Central Florida being the ones who kind of dropped the ball against what was it Akron last year, the one seed versus yeah. the sixteen seed. So. That's good to see them back. I was wondering where they were, and I, I thought it was weird that I didn't see any Florida teams this season. That makes a whole lot more sense. Um, Embry-Riddle haven't played yet against Ohio State. University of Florida, 0-2 against Akron, Akron. Tennessee Tech, I don't remember them being in the league last year either. But then again, 210 teams, I'm not sure I can be held accountable for remembering all of them. From last semester, is that what you're saying? Yeah, from last semester. Uh, esports Iowa was last semester. Um, obviously CSLUB or CSULB last semester. Um, British Columbia was here last semester. Grand Canyon was there last semester. Um, 
Embry-Riddle was here last semester. A lot of these teams are actually getting mul- are starting to get multiple teams. So yeah. The schools themselves were participating last semester. I don't know which teams are which this semester since they're all kind of renaming their teams different colors and letters and uh, words. So Yeah. And now that the the Premier League is really taking form and I'm looking at these names, it's not just Texas A&M with multiple teams. We've got UGA Black and UGA Red. We've got Bronco Esports Green and Bronco Esports Gold. Um, so six at least. Gold. Yeah, and Embry- I think Embry Riddle's second team isn't in um, Premier League. Yeah. So, like, CU Boulder, they have CU Boulder Gold that's in the open division. And so they have a Premier and an open division team. And I wouldn't be surprised if they had a third team out there. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of the schools have multiple teams this season. But I believe Anim is the only one that has two teams in the Premier League. I think uh, about that last week. Uh, yeah, and that's what I was just saying. Like Bronco Esports, number twelve on the score sheet. Bronco Esports Green, and then Bronco Esports Gold, number sixteen. They have two teams in here, and I'm assuming uh, UGA Black is the same as UGA Red, same school at least. So uh, University of Georgia is my assumption. Okay. So we have six teams in total that are in the Premier League that come from three different schools. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. So that's that's starting to paint a very competitive picture. Yeah, it really is. Um, and I, you know, with all these teams emerging... Um. It, yeah, obviously it shows the the immense growth that this league is going to have in the future, um, as as more and more schools develop multiple teams, um, then you're going to start to see a lot more competition in the premier, not only the Premier League but the other leagues as well. Um, so like for instance, uh, next season we we probably might see more than sixteen teams in the Premier League, um. Or unless they do keep it 16, and, and which would then actually increase the amount of competition um, that would, that's going to be had to get into the Premier League, because now that you now you've got to fight even more teams to 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 secure one of these six. Yeah, and one thing I know other games have done is cut down on how many teams a school can have rep- be representing the same school, so. Uh, you might have to see like, oh, okay, well, you have two teams that qualify for Premier League. Well, now you have to do a best of one or a best of three to see which team actually goes into Premier so that they can highlight different schools. Because, I mean, last thing Texas A&M wants is having like six teams in Premier League and then everyone else going like, oh, it's just Texas A&M. They can choose basically how the rest of the season goes. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, really. I think that would be that would be bad if some schools had like more than two teams in the Premier League because then you kind of monopolize um, the competition and then you can kind of dictate who actually wins uh, 
who actually wins the league. But because I mean, then you can think like now you not only have like better scrim partners, but you have people feeding information on all of your other opponents ahead of time. Mm-hmm. So it's a huge information advantage. And I mean, in a game like Rainbow Six, that's all about intel. You take that intel out of match and you start having that metadata. It, it just gives you a significant advantage over everyone. So I imagine we'll start seeing, we might see a rule change going into the spring semester season. Yeah, that's what I was just about to say. Like, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see a, a rule or two pop up about the amount of teams that are allowed from one school to enter uh, the Premier League. Enough of that. I want to go to one of the, the one match that I saw that one surprises me, two makes me very, very, very excited. And that's row number 10, University of Houston, last season's winners versus Colorado University, Boulder, Black. And Boulder 2 owed them. Boulder 2 owed um, University of Houston. University of Houston. See, that is your that does that surprises me as well. That is a, the um, I'm a little baffled by that. Which uh, either let's see here. Let's let's take a look at this map. Let me let me view the roster for Houston here. See, this actually um okay. I'm a little confused. I think they have the roster wrong because uh, I know. Okay, so there's two. Okay, so there's two players on this roster, right? One is called uh, Macy Macy Jesus, which I know is Jesus, one of Jesus's alt, if not his main. But there's also another player called Jesus Christ, and I don't know if that is the same player's <laughs> accounts. <laughs> Got it. Um, or one of their players renamed to kind of keep the the meme alive, but uh, so that's a little concerning in my opinion. But either way, they lost. Um, so Panda and Maverick and Jesus are three of the original Houston squad from last season. Um, that beat us in the grand finals. So that actually that is very. That's very surprising to see them lose um, against Boulder. Yeah, I want to go back to Boulder's matchup last week and see how they did. And they 2-0'd Embry-Riddle gold last week. That... I'm. I don't think I'm too surprised. Um, I know Embry Riddle is a good team, but I know some of the, some of these, like both of Houston and Boulder, are both better teams. So I'm not. I'm not all that surprised about that win. Boulder Black went three and one in Phase One. So. I mean, they did lose to someone. I'm curious to see who they lost lost to. But that's besides the case. Like the fact that they're standing up to University of Houston, whose roster was mostly maintained, and they only they clearly only took people who were very serious about it, 
was willing to practice as hard as they did last season and that they felt that they could have confidence in going into the season and they've had success. I mean, they're in the premier league, so they did well, well enough. Well, I mean, they got the buy into the premier league. That's right. So we really don't know how strong this roster is. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, that, that is very true. We do not know. I guess we find out. I mean, um, University of Houston, they won their first match against FIU last last week, 2-0. So they have some going on. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, it could be that they haven't played in a long time, so they are rusty, or these these Boulder guys are hungry and they have been practicing more than Houston. Um, it could be a little bit of both. We don't know, but I know that Boulder has been scrimming, um, A&M alpha team quite a bit. Mm. I know that's because I recognize, I recognize Olvin's name. I don't know that, um, you know, I'm, in the group chat with the, the AM Alpha guys, and they're always talking about, oh, we're scrimming Olven's squad, you know. So that's the reason I know the, that name. So I know that they've been scrimming AM Alpha quite a bit. So, um, and for AM, for AM to take them seriously as a scrimming partner, like that, that says something. Yeah, that does, that does say something. So maybe we'll see, uh, some serious stuff out of them in the, in the coming weeks. So now my most favored map to match up to see right now would probably be CU Boulder Black versus AM Alpha. Yeah, pretty much. Um that'd be a really interesting match considering they scrim all the time, so <laughs> I think exactly. they both know what they're gonna be doing. <laughs> I think aside from that, I'm looking forward to the two Bronco, actually, you know what? I want to see a, the two A&M matchups, the two Bronco esports matchups, and the two UGA uh, teams match up against each other. I want to, I want to see like if the underdog team, the B team, has like learned anything, or if they've really figured out a way to approach the A team's uh, strategies, or if the A team just really has them beat. Are you talking about A&M? Bravo. A, I mean, A and M, the Broncos, and UGA. Like, I want to see those mirror matches come up because those are going to be the teams that know each other the best. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, that those would be those would be some good matches to see. Aside from that, I'm I'm really curious about San Jose and University of Cincinnati. If, I feel like I've been watching them win time and time again over the last six weeks. So I'm really curious to see how those stack up. I mean, San Jose's 2-0, uh, UW-Whitewater, I think that's Wisconsin. Yes. So then, like, I mean, we a good number of 2-0 teams, so eight at this point with an opportunity for a couple more to show up. Yeah, so yeah. like... Uh, like UBC Gold or Embry Riddle Gold, either one of them could show up. Or no, sorry, uh, no one else can show up as two and zero. Never mind. So it's just those eight teams. I I'm looking at the Iowa State 
roster because I was looking at the UW Whitewater for match versus Iowa State. <laughs> There's a guy on the Iowa State team. His name is One Eight Hundred Good Night. The reason I the reason I laughed is because um I, I was playing ranked the other day. I played ranked against a guy called his name was One Eight Hundred Good Night. I remember laughing at that in the ranked game as well. Hey, now you know where he's at. <laughs> How good was he? Uh, we won that match. Yeah. There you go. He uh, he challenged me in some spots that he should in. And, uh, oh. <laughs> oh, so he was on the other team. Yeah, he was on the enemy team. Yeah, and he, uh, he dialed his own phone number a couple times. Oh, snap. I'm just kidding. <laughs> if you're listening, if you're listening I, I don't mean those things. He he really does. He he really I'm not, just. I'm not, I'm not gonna. I'm not. Well, I get okay. I was gonna say I'm not gonna tell you my my in game name, but obviously you can you can freaking see it if you're if you're watching my my stream. So, uh. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but I, I go by a couple names. I've got a couple different. You may see me on this one. I may be hidden on another one. So <laughs> I'm, I'm sneaky like that. Aside from that, I mean, we're starting. Like the the number of winners is whittling down. Eight of the sixteen or eight of the thirty-two are undefeated in two weeks. The rest, I mean, the majority of the the of the league of the Premier League is one and one, and with room for more of that to grow. And only a few people, only a few teams are zero and two. So there's a huge tight group of competition here where it's. Almost like it can be anyone's games up to this point. There might be a few star-studded lineups like um, Texas A&M Alpha or um, CU Boulder Black or San Jose. Like some of those teams might start floating and like really separating themselves in like the top one, two, three. But I don't think anyone else is really setting themselves aside as being safe as a dominant team yeah that is yeah um yeah i don't think anyone has actually shown that they are two steps ahead of anyone else everyone's kind of in the same in the same issue boat right now it's we'll have to see we'll have to get more numbers in to see um how the stats normalize a little bit more so um i think maybe in like three weeks uh we'll be able to see like who is the dominant team and not so yeah once we and when we get into the playoffs when we we get the seated 30 or 64 teams the top 32 from the main division as well joining the premier league and really starting to shake things up we're going to we're going to be able to really start putting power numbers to the premier league and saying, like, these were the teams that showed up in the first four weeks, and so they got the privilege of being in the premiere, but do they deserve that spot? Do they? Did they really, truly earn it, or did they just happen to get lucky with their matchups in Phase 1? It's going to be interesting to see, of the top 32 from the Premier League, who and how far they go into the playoffs, and how many of them get eliminated by the teams coming from the main division. And just overall seeing, like, what's the competitive picture of CR6 at the highest echelon look like? 
Yeah, that's true. Um, I it's it's going to be in the later phases that the matches are going to start getting really good, and I'm I'm actually really excited uh, when all the like the, the 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 top of the top teams start playing each other for like the quarters and the semis. Yeah, and obviously the finals. And I actually had an opportunity to reach out to CU Boulder Gold, I believe it was. Yeah, Boulder Gold, their team in the Open Division. And I saw that they were streaming their match against York University. And so I reached out to them and I was able to get a, a post-game message from them about how their matchup went and how their season has gone. So let me play that real quick. Hello, I'm Arctic and I'm the IGL for the CU Boulder uh, R6 Gold team. Um, and I guess overall the season's been going pretty well. Um, we've had a really hard start at the beginning. Um, it was a little bit rocky for our first game. Then our uh, next games after that, we just started getting more synergy. We started working together a lot more, doing practices. We did a couple of LAN events as well. And I think we're really starting to get uh, you know, together. And in the end, it's all about having fun. And you know, I wouldn't trade the guys for anything, really, honestly. And uh, yeah, <laughs> the game today was a little bit of a rough one. But unfortunately, uh, we did get 2 0 but, you know, there's always room for improvement, definitely. We were hoping to make it with a black team to the Premier League. Um, but we're in open bracket, which is still really good right now. We're currently 2-2. Now we are 2-3. But we're going to overall be able to, you know, keep on improving. And, you know, we'll see you guys in Grand Finals. I liked the attitude coming from that and the overall approach. I mean, saying that they've gone to some LAN events and that they're practicing and they're having fun with it and, like, there's obviously even team synergy going on where Arctic's saying, like, I wouldn't trade the guys for anything. And, like, that just sounds like a good, solid group to be building up. And as CU Boulder Black is in the Premier League and they're having success there, they have a great resource for CU Boulder Gold to be playing with and for learning from and gathering information on other Premier League teams who might also have other teams throughout the divisions uh, whether it's open or main, but I, I think this is an interesting perspective is that this team's in open division, but they have the opportunity to be in the top part of open division and go into the other playoffs that are going to be happening. So it's it's the bottom half of main, the bottom 32 teams of main, and then the top 32 teams of open division will go into a separate playoff. So we'll actually get to see how deep CU Boulder Gold can go if they can get into playoffs. Yeah, you know, and and what he said is is pretty much like what this league is all about um, is is playing and having fun with it and, and making friends and um, you know getting into the competitive spirit and playing their schools and all that stuff and and hearing them talk about how much fun they're having and you know you know having this team that they wouldn't exchange for the world you know that's 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 the the epitome of this league um and what it should what it should all be about so uh it's good to hear it's good to hear that and i watched some of their match last night and it was actually impressive how much they were how much they were calling out how communicative they were how fun how much fun they were having and then just being able to talk strategy even in the moment. And like, I thought, honestly, I was watching the CU Boulder black team because it, it just, I, I remember seeing CU Boulder versus York. And I'm like, oh, I know CU Boulder's in Premier. And the level of communication, I thought, was 
far more than what I thought of like a B team really having. Like they were clear, concise, and to the point of what that strategy was meaning to be. Um, and they, I mean, it just sounded like they were having, it, was, it almost sounded like say the second nature to them. So they've put in some hours working together on their communication and their strategies. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. And so I, I will share the VOD link with you and maybe next week we can come back and have a little commentary on that just to share with the, with the, the podcast community just about how that match went and maybe even give some uh, more props to CU Boulder Gold as they represent in that open division. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we can do that. Moving on, we had a little bit of drama this this last week with the relegation teams and the new um, teams moving into the Pro League, specifically Obey Alliance and Rogue. Now, last week, Rogue was relegated out of Pro League and Obey took their spot, but there was a bit of shuffling that happened and i noticed this on twitter it was just a couple of comments from one of the players on obey who was suddenly no longer on obey's roster and they found out over twitter so what can you tell us about that syntax okay so two nights ago i think it was um yeah i think it was two nights ago uh there was all of a sudden some talk um, on Twitter saying that um, Rogue decided to buy out the Obey roster and they were going to drop Abunai and Fozo off the Obey roster and switch them out for vertical and easily from the Rogue roster. So they're going to have the three Obey players and the two former Rogue players. And that's going to be the new Rogue roster to get back into PL. Um, now, let's let's talk about this at face value for a moment. This would obviously be the cheapest way to get back into Pro League. Now, why, why would they care about getting back into Pro League so fast? Well, the reason behind that is because they have the in-game skins, the charm, all that stuff, and they only will keep that if they're in the Pro League. Um, they want to be able to keep all that stuff that they have tied to the game um, and, and, stop, and, and keep making that money off that merchandise. Um, so they need to get back into Pro League as quick as possible. Now, the truth of the matter, um, the owner of Obey put out on Twitter, he's saying that, and I quote, where is the... Uh, let me pull up the Twitter page real quick. Okay, and I quote, All of this R6 stuff went on while I was asleep last night. I'll issue a statement about it later. I haven't... I'll issue a statement about it later when I have an understanding of what went on. I think there are a few misunderstandings based off what little I've been told so far. Um, and then he... And then people are saying, you know, oh, this is what happened, blah, 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 blah. And he replied to, one, to some of the guys on the post said, negative, that's a rumor. Okay. Um... And then he says, this has nothing to do with R6. There's no official statement to be made. Players are still playing for Obey. The stuff that was leaked 
was a hypothetical question another org asked Ubisoft, but no talks have been have been had. Now, no official statement has been put out saying whether or not this has been true, or whether if it's true or not. Um, all I'm going off of is what this guy is saying over Twitter. Maybe it is, and maybe he's trying to deny it. Um, but I don't think, I honestly don't think this is true because the reason I don't think this is true is because that Eclipse, when all this stuff went out, um, and, and okay, so uh, yeah, so Eclipse tweeted out, he goes, This is the first time I'm hearing about this, and it's over Twitter. Yeah. So he saying he is pretty much saying that he found out he's getting dropped by other people talking about it on Twitter. Right. Which is garbage. You know, if that it's it's very unprofessional and very scumbaggy of an organization to not even tell the player before this stuff kind of gets out on social media. And how and how does it get out on social media so fast? Right. If if an organization is talking about it behind closed doors obviously because that's what they that's what they do if they drop them that they're going to find out they got dropped before all that stuff gets leaked out on twitter so it, it kind of blows my mind that like you know it went from you know a two or three guys talking in a room saying okay this is the these are the kind of changes that we're going to make blah 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 these people are going to get dropped how did that private conversation between those three people all of a sudden get spread onto twitter and then spread like wildfire you know, it, it really leads me to believe that this was exactly what this guy is saying on Twitter. It was just a, a, a hypothetical question. Somebody asked over Twitter and somebody saw it and started retweeting it. And it just it just kept getting retweeted, retweeted, yeah. retweeted. And it just spread like wildfire. And then it kind of just it blew out of proportion. And then everybody just believed it. So I honestly, we're all going to have to wait until official statements are put out by both organizations, both Rogue and both Obey, stating that these that this is all true. Yeah. Um, if it is true, let's talk about whether if it is true. Let's say it is true. Right? Not only was this shitty of Rogue to do, very unprofessional, um, you know, unbecoming of a, of a, you know, of a professional organization to to do this um you know i i will not be supporting rogue from here on out right yeah i'm not i'm not gonna rogue is you know i'm taking everything rogue off my off off all my accounts not that i have anything rogue on anyways but um also um the players of obey they um they're interesting. They're interesting folk. Um, a lot of them actually have been. I mean, not that this is like relevant, but um, they were caught red-handed multiple times, like stream sniping big streamers. Oh, jeez. Um, on purpose. That doesn't help their case. Uh, yeah. So, like, um, you know, obviously, Rogue isn't isn't purposely like backing them you know isn't purposely like backing them if they did that or not but like the fact that like those players are now officially associated with rogue sorry but i'm taking you know i'm not gonna associate myself with rogue 
right yeah. if, if those people are associated with them i'm not associating myself with them so um and i mean it, it's entirely possible that fans may not also appreciate this advance by rogue and they could go back to ubisoft and say i want my money back i don't want this rogue pro league set i want credit back to get this other one because I don't appreciate this stuff. Like it, it, it depends on how aware the players are and the fans are and everything. But it's entirely possible. Yeah, it is. And um, like, also, what I think is really shitty too is the fact that like these players, like they played together for so long and they they worked so incredibly hard to, to right. make it into pro league, and then those players not even having a chance to play a pro league match. That's so it, devastating. That sucks. That sucks. You know, <laughs> working your ass off to get to the professional league and then someone buys your roster and then them telling you you're off the roster. That yeah. sucks. That would, that would, that would destroy me. Um, and I'm, I'm sure it destroyed, you know, if, I mean, assuming this is all true, right? It's gonna, it's destroying these guys, and I think that these guys think that it's true, as of right now, because I don't think anyone has said otherwise. Yeah, I mean, if there's more back back room conversations being had by the organizations and trying to do damage control and everything, the longer they let this go, the more it just seems like it's actually true. And like, yeah, what what are what are uh, Abunai and who was the other player Fozo. who was dropped? Fozo. What are they supposed to be doing right now? Like, they can't be practicing with the team. They can't be like, well, okay. These changes, these changes aren't going to happen until until later. So, like, yeah. Like, if, this, if this stuff is actually happening, then, like, contracts have to be signed and, you know, pay, you know all sorts of paperwork has to be signed and moves and all that stuff. So... <laughs> As of right now, until all those changes happen, the teams play with each other. I don't. I don't know if like unless unless I was like if I was Abunai or Fazo, and unless the Obey Alliance owner came to me and said, "You're still on the roster. We're just having other conversations, and I have no idea how this started." And if that person is being honest in that moment, then sure. Go play as the as that team that won the right to be in the pro league. But if there has been no assurances, even face to face or even over a phone call, man, I don't know if I show up for practice, if I show up for scrims. I, I being that I would be one of the people on the out and possibly kicked from the roster. Like that alone, that alone, that hypothetical that it could have happened, or it's just a, a conversation in the back room kind of thing. Like how shitty does that make you feel? If you were the one on the bottom, it wasn't like any of those other three were there. It's just two. And they were specifically named. It would be different if they were saying, Oh, drop two players for easily in vertical, but not knowing who those two were. Yeah. And, Unfortunately, due to contractual ob- obligations, they still have to show up for practice. They still have to play with the team, um, especially if they want to get paid. Uh, even Challenger League teams do get paid. Um, if That's fair. With an organization. So, I mean, if he wants to get paid in, until that day that 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 the day oh. comes, 
you know, he's still got to participate in everything. So there, there's man, we got to do better. Like if if there's anything going on like this, we we've got to do better. And I mean, all the other major esports over, who have been in existence for more than the three years that Rainbow Six has really been around, like League, CS:GO, Dota, all of those, all of those have gone through fluctuations like this, where there's just been a shady deal, a shady trade, one thing or another happened, and those leagues have sorted it out, and there's a little bit more professionalism around it i kind of see that this is one of those moments where it's being figured out for the rainbow six community yeah yeah i've a lot of a lot of interesting things are happening in the rainbow six community lately and a lot of it is just very iffy yeah to say the least (laughs) Uh, especially with uh, the whole finals, Pro League finals situation uh, with Ninjas in Pajamas and Baze. With the Visa issues? Yeah. Yeah. Visas have been eating up esports teams and organizations for years now. So, again, as an industry, as a whole, got to figure something out to make this better because i know for a fact that that destroyed a number of latin american teams in heroes of the storm as they went into international competitions like subbing entire teams uh because one team couldn't get a visa while another team from the same country could so that's that's sketchy uh, just as usual but again as as esports gains acceptance we'll be having less and less of these issues. Yeah, and I think FaZe was able to get... So FaZe only had one person that couldn't get the visa, so I think they were able to sub out that person, obviously because they played Dark Zero today. Yep. Um, but Ninjas and Pajamas, they, had, they were supposed to sub out two players because two players didn't get their visa. I do not... don't think they were able to get those two players. So I don't think we'll be seeing uh, Nip and the finals. No. Well, speaking of Pro League, we do have some good news, at least, from North America. We have Dark Zero moving into the semifinals tomorrow as they defeated FaZe Clan 2-0. And I, I won't say handedly, but it was pretty good. Yeah, you know, despite it being a, despite looking at a face values two zero, uh, both both of the uh, the maps were were pretty close, um, and it was a from what I've what I've seen, it's it's an excellent it was an excellent match. So, um, it was definitely. Uh, go ahead. It was definitely a really good set of two maps. I mean, Dark Zero came out um, really strong at one point. They were up six to two. But then phase wasn't done. They came back and they pushed it seven uh, five. So as far as you could go before going into overtime kind of rules. Um, mm-hmm. But then the second map, it was I, actually you know what I can't remember quite how that second map went. But it was it wasn't quite as heavy handed. Whereas six two, it was much closer as that went along. It was more back and forth. 
and ro uh, not Rogue, <laughs> uh, Phase Clan was able to string together back-to-back-to-back uh, -to -back -to -back rounds earlier in Map 2 than they were ever able to do in Map 1. So it seemed like they were kind of turning a corner, but at the same time, Dark Zero just kind of took it away from them. Yeah. Um, from what I saw, Dark Zero, the the reason that they won is because they, in the in those vital moments, their players made the right decisions. Um, yeah, that's what and that's what matters. You know, no, no, it doesn't matter how well your team plays. When it comes down to like those vital situations, if you don't make the right, if you don't make the right decision, um, you lost. So. Yeah, and I mean, I I showed you the I showed you the hot and cold clip from map one, winning the one versus three as Maestro, and just an insane clutch play right there because that was a a bit of a pivotal round where it could have given Phase a lot more momentum, but then also mm -hmm. just the the commentary from the casters calling out that they had like three different attacking strategies for the same um, location attack sites. And so, like, being able to be really varied and be especially effective at gathering information and not being able to be starved out, that seemed to be the, the biggest difference in the two play styles on when both teams were on attack, is that FaZe just seemed to get stalled out faster than what Dark Zero was able to do. Dark Zero was always able to have that line in for intel except for on the rounds where they just completely blew it or they got called out on a uh, like a, a run out or a peak early as soon as the round started. So outside of that, like it just seemed like that they did a much better job at gathering information. Yeah. And um, that, that play by hot and cold um, when I was saying that, like it, 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 it comes down to those, those right and wrong decisions. He made the exact right decision um so the, the the two choices that he had in that situation with him being one shot and the entire other ten the the other team being one shot as well so it's a 1v3 situation everyone being at that eight or below health <laughs> eight hp and below um he could have stayed there in his position in the corner of the room and challenged them all uh, with zelda or he could have rotated when they weren't looking which he did um and the other team assumed that he was still in the same spot and so they went to go challenge him and they were like oh he's not here and that's when that guy started planting the bomb or the diffuser i'm sorry don't plant on the bomb he started planting the diffuser um which then maestro was able to just use evil eye to zap the guy to de to deny it because they were all at two hp so um after he was able to, uh, he went around, picked off the lion, zapped the planter, um, and then he downed the planter, and then he was able to pick off the last guy trying to run over. The entire time, they had no idea where he was. Yeah. Because they, they didn't see him rotate. And that was the decision of a lifetime right there. Um, and that, that's, that was the difference between the two teams. So I, I, I want to hear the comms on Dark Zero in that moment. I want to know how much information they were feeding him or if it was just dead silence. 
Um, I would imagine that they were feeding him a lot of intel because that, that maestro cam was sitting there um, facing the whole room. As you someone said, could have told him that someone was diffuse, planning the diffuser and then he oh, just absolutely. switched over, took over. Yep, okay. That's, that's probably 100% exactly what happened. Um, but, I mean, could you imagine ducking behind that desk and just being told, switch to the camera, and just being like, there's two other guys, there's one other person out there just waiting, like, you could just mouse click, done, and the round's over, and there's nothing you can do because you're pulling up your cell phone. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, there was nothing, There was, he had no other choice. Yeah. He had to, he had to go on his camera and deny that diffuse, because if they did manage to get that diffuser down, now it's one guy with 5 HP versus three guys with 5 HP, um, and he's still got to defuse the bomb. So that puts you in an even worse position. Um, a 2v1 retake where he's pincered in between two guys at the same time, and he can't, he can't watch both at the same time like that. Yeah, and, and honestly, and that... that having the diffuser down would would force the maestro to come out of hiding and that's i think what they wanted to do was force the guy was force him out of hiding mm. um but you know they they didn't he denied it so he didn't have to <laughs> which is good for him so clutch round huge highlight i'll put it in the show notes um outside of that i mean we have tomorrow's semifinals to look forward to we got believe actually the most the majority of the tournament to look forward to tomorrow and then as we speak we have the navi versus uh wild card wild card yes the uh, wild, card. wild card match right now so and wild card ended up taking map one wild card okay or I'm assuming last the last I saw it before we started they were up six one so they were up six one okay six one against Navi second place uh, A and Z group uh, just taking it to Navi dang okay yeah so I'm excited to see how that set wraps up. Uh, is there anything else that you would like to put out there tonight? Um, let me let me think here. Uh, um, CR six. Um, oh, uh, we can talk about teams and practicing and all that stuff and what we talked about pre-show. Oh yeah. So, um, so you said you you wanted to talk about. Um, what was it again? Just, just being like how there's two teams like CU Boulder, Texas A&M, Bronco Esports, UGA. They all have multiple teams in CR6. What does that benefit the two teams being able to practice with each other? Being that like C, uh, CU Boulder Gold and CU Black are very different talent wise one being open division one being premier league 
but they still have that opportunity to learn from each other. Like, what's that like from your perspective now that like A&M has two teams as well? What what have you kind of gleaned from having that multiple team set up? Um, having the multiple team set up is, I don't, you know, I, I couldn't really tell you if it's, if it hurts or benefits the team. Um, I would say it's more of a, a benefit, um, because now you have, um, essential. okay, if they're, if they're, if they're a good enough, uh, secondary team, um, that you have a, a good scrim partner that you can play against that's not going to uh, divulge your strategies to other teams. Um, you know, you can kind of keep everything in-house. Uh, you can kind of exchange information against the other teams. Um, now you can also kind of brainstorm together. Now, instead of having five people to, to brainstorm strategies, you can, if you really wanted to, you could use the other team. Now you have 10 people brainstorming strategies and you can just kind of share them amongst one another. Um, but I think the most important thing is having that consistent practice team. Um, not a lot of teams are uh, faithful to practice or scrims. Um, but if you're in the same school, you're more than um, you're, you're more apt to practice with, with that other team. So having a consistent practice is probably the most important part of competition of being competitive is uh, practice, practice, practice. <laughs> um, you know, you run you run one thing over and over and over and over again until you master it. Um, uh, what I hear a lot of teams is, oh, our, you know, our cafe is, our cafe is good. Let's go. Let's, let's practice. Let's practice filler. No, you need, you need to master that map. You need, your entire team needs to know that map and needs to know their roles and their strategies like the back of their hand before you start to master another one. I mean, I think about, I think back to that hot and cold clip, like how many times did they practice Maestro? on that site and the awareness of positioning the camera positioning maestro himself and where are safe places to rotate to exactly you know he's they've probably mapped out every single uh rotation option that he has um and you know he has probably thought about you know what to do if you know x situation happens um, you know, they, they, they run that map day in, day out. Um, they run every map day in, day out. You know, when they do scrims, sometimes they do, you know, uh, three to five maps per team that they scrim. And they scrim, I would say, probably like eight times a day. Damn. Uh, they, you know, sometimes they scrim five hours a day. Sometimes they scrim eight hours a day. You know, it just depends on how many scrim partners they can find. So, um, but yeah, that's the reason that they all know what to do. They know exactly what to do is because they practice their ass off uh, and they just, you know, they, they have their dedicated roles. So, um, you know, that's if that's one piece of advice of, that I have for their teams is to assign roles, practice in those roles, don't. Don't deviate from those roles unless you absolutely have to. Because once you get to use of those roles, you're going to start synergizing a lot more because now you understand what each other are supposed to do 
and now you have a better understanding of what you're supposed to do um and that that and that's that's going to help you in the long run um is to 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 stay on one spot now if you decide these if like two guys are not very good at their at, at their role switch them up if they're better at that role then stick with it you know um that's what practice is for is uh is you find <laughs> the the best position for your teammates that's the whole point of practice and once you find those best positions and now you start to practice in those positions and you start to master them you start to master the maps and your strategies that you come up with um you know who you know what to reinforce you know sometimes people come up with more than one strategy per site on a map so now let's say you have three different options per site on a map now you've got to practice all three all three variations of one site um you need to master all of those because say you're captain you know beginning of the round at the beginning of the round hey we're doing variation c if you don't know a variation c you're you're, you're hurting your teammates because yeah. you don't know it so um <laughs> how dare you want to prepare multiple ways of playing this game yeah you know and people are like that's so much work well if you use the same strategy on a site every time you play that map people are going to know exactly what you're doing I mean, it would be like saying that every time you're on the 50-yard line, you're always going to just do a Hail Mary. Like, mm-hmm. that that's not going to exactly. get you anywhere. You might get one out of 50 attempts, but 49 out of 50, it's going to be bad for you. Yeah, and, you and, know, and uh, if, if teams come in and VOD review you, and you've only, and you, you know, you're one trick pony for every single site, they can literally write down. Yeah, I mean, we plan what strategy you're running, and then all all they have to do is counter strat, and then you've lost. And I mean, you mentioned that with the Challenger League teams last last week, last podcast. The Challenger League teams come in; they're hyper aggressive because the Pro League teams don't have any information on them, so they can get away with it. But then when those Challenger League teams are in the Pro League. And the other teams start learning that, oh, they're just really aggressive. We know how to play against that now. Mm-hmm. It, the one-trick pony does not take you very far. Exactly. And, I mean, just like any other competitive form or game or sports or anything, it is work. It's work if you want to be the best. If you want to win, you have to put in the time and your results are going to show just how much you put in. I mean, you want to look at traditional sports stars, look at LeBron James. Like guy put you don't see, you just see him being the celebrity he is now. What you don't see is him waking up at four o'clock in the morning shooting free throws for two hours every day since he was sixteen or since he was eight or whatever. You don't see the work. Put in the work. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then you know, like we're talking about, it translates exactly over to R six. You know, a lot of these team, a lot of these guys are like, man, like I wish I had that. I wish I had the the amount of aim that this guy has. Well, you know, all you see is him playing. You don't see what he does off stream. That guy could be, he's probably you know sitting there, you know, doing like aim trainers or you know whatever it might be for hours on end. Uh 
to get to where he is. You know, it's all about hard work, and these guys have put it in. And if you want to get to that to that position, then you've got to put in that hard work as well. And you've got to be ready Amen. to put in that hard work. Amen. I I hundred percent agree with that. That's absolutely the right attitude someone has to have if you're going to go into a competitive circuit. Well, I think that that's a solid note to end on. Is there any shout-outs you like to give or ways people can follow along with your content that you would like to put out there? Um, yeah, sure. sure. Um, if you guys don't already um, know, I run a, a YouTube channel that puts out um, siege like tips and tricks on how to become better and you know how to be better in your role and those different types of roles and um, I actually have a new video coming out next week probably like Monday or Wednesday um, so be, be on the lookout for that one if that if that's at all interesting to you if that inter- if that doesn't interest you that's fine um, if that's something that interests you be uh, be sure to check out my channel and, and watch my videos um, uh, I think my Twitter handle, if you're on uh, call stream, is right below my face. I think. Okay. Yeah, it is. Uh, if you're on my ch- if you're on my channel, my Twitter, my YouTube are right below my face as well. Um, and also Joe's stuff, his Twitter and his Twitch channel are right below his face. So be sure to go give him a follow as well on both his on both his uh, sites. Uh, if you go to his Twitter, he also has a link in his Twitter bio that has the master link to all his different stuff and like the anger FM and all the podcast stuff and his other podcasts and all that, that uh, greatness. So be sure to go uh, give a listen to those as well. Well, thanks for that. And uh, yeah, as he mentioned, I'm pretty much at Warlocker call on every platform out there and you can find me on find additional links on any of those platforms that you're comfortable with. Uh, only thing else I could put out there is if you have CR6 or just Rainbow Six commentary and feedback for the podcast that you would like to share, uh, be sure to leave your messages with the podcast, just like our guest Arctic from CU Boulder Gold. Uh, you can leave messages at anchor.fm slash check your six slash message. And I'll also encourage you to check out my other podcasts, uh, Summoning Hour and Call of the Sea, Call of the Sea being the fan cast dedicated to the Seattle Call of Duty Franchise League team, the Seattle Surge. And the summoning hour is focused on a lot of the issues and development of collegiate esports. So be sure to check those out and leave your feedback as appropriate. All right. Well, thanks, everyone. Oh, you got more. One one more thing i forgot to mention for our people watching on joe's channel um i actually have moved from twitch to mixer i don't know if i mentioned this last time i have made the move from twitch to mixer um go to mixer.com slash syntax gg one word and you'll find me there so that's it awesome there we go thanks for joining me it was another good conversation we'll have to talk more about the pro league tomorrow Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, everyone, for stopping by and listening. Take it easy, everyone.